0: west coast mix and bounce we are your co-hosts Leslie torres
1: and brana Marks.
0: yep and today on our show we are going to be talking west coast trade rumors and that includes the lakers looking to trade for phoenix suns trevor ariza and then what it means for the lakers what it means for the suns and then we're also going to get into the clippers making it known that they are very serious about Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard in the offseason. We're also going to talk about the Suns passing on Alexander Gilligas as the number one NBA draft pick. So let's start off with some trade rumors.
1: Yeah, so there's um, definitely a lot going on on the West Coast right now. Um, Very big teams, Lakers, Warriors, obviously. Um, I think the Lakers and the Warriors are probably getting the most spotlight. The Warriors are not really looking for anybody, but they may look like they may lose a big piece in Kevin Durant as he's kind of looking or shopping around in the market to probably leave.
0: Yeah, Kevin Durant leaving the Warriors would hurt the Warriors and maybe shift the Western Conference. But another shift that could be happening is the Lakers – trading for Trevor Ariza now let's get into some of that Uh, according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski or better known as Woj on Twitter on Sunday he tweeted that the Lakers were in trade talks for Trevor Ariza and the name that popped up was Contavious Caldwell Pope what do you think about this trade or possible trade move
1: um well I think it could be a good move. Um, The only problem is that Trevor Ariza is older now. So Mm -hmm. if he would return to the Lakers, he would definitely play a different role, considering the fact that, you know, they already have LeBron James and they have their younger stars like Lonzo Ball. But um, I think if they really want Trevor Ariza, it's just because he's a veteran and they probably want to surround their younger team with a little more um just depth as far as NBA knowledge that's kind of why they picked up Tyson Chandler like he's not going to go out and score you know 32 points but he is going to kind of spread the floor and give a better understanding to while they're playing um as far as Kentavious um his um his minutes are down and his points are down um but I think it's just because he's um he needs to really find a team that's going to allow him to work his skills. So even though he says, you know, he doesn't want to leave, it may be better for him to go.
0: Yeah, yeah. KCP has struggled the beginning of the season. As of lately, he's been getting better and improving. What they want from KCP is they want him to make the three-point shots, and he wasn't making those to begin the season. We Only <laughs> recently has he started making those three-point shots. And I feel like you if they do end up trading it's because they want someone with a veteran sense of power on the floor for the rest of the young guys trevor ariza had a better record or had a better was playing better with the rockets that they feel that maybe if they take him away from that Suns team that isn't doing much they can use him better for his potential and as you said about ktp he's not going to go anywhere he doesn't want to go when he signed his contract in the summer with the Lakers they put in a veto so he has the right to veto any trade that happens so he's not right. going to go to a team he doesn't
1: want to go to exactly that's true mm-hmm. and and besides the suns you know the 76ers are also in that that rumor of maybe a, a three part trade with um Marco Fultz who's he's hurt but um if the suns want to pick somebody up that can bring something a little bit better than what they have right now and maybe open up um, Devin Booker, then Mm -hmm. maybe they can, you know, use somebody like Fultz. But um, it's not like a big concern right now for the 76ers. I think the Lakers and the Suns are still kind of shopping around.
0: Yeah, yeah. The 76ers will be the better team for KCP to go to and the better team to do the trade with i also heard that, yeah, the Rockets are also trying to get into the mix there, but I honestly don't know what they can offer for the Suns to want to do this trade.
1: Yeah, and obviously, you know, the Rockets have their own issues with Carmelo <laughs> Anthony, so yes. I feel like um, them being in a three-part trade, it would be more complicated for them um, than any other team right now, mm-hmm. somebody like the 76ers who... Um, their front office has has been really good with switching switching things up and keeping them consistent and a, as a growing um, franchise. Let's assume that KCP
0: keeps playing really well and keeps doing good. Do you think the Lakers still go for the Trevor Ariza trade?
1: No. Um, now that they are actually talking about maybe going for a person on the Heat. Um, mm-hmm. And now those rumors are starting to pop up yeah. that they're looking at somebody with a stronger three. So the Heat guard Wayne Ellington, who's a three-point specialist, um, and mm-hmm. obviously they're looking for that extra those extra points because their defense is not all that good. So now they really need to up their offense, um, and they're also targeting Magic forward Terrence Ross, who oh, yeah. um, is a he's a little older. Um, but he is averaging 14 points, um, which is his career best, the uh, 56% shooting percentage right now. Wow. So yeah. um, that could be, those two spots can also be good if they decide, you know, they don't want to go with something that they basically already had and already experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they definitely have some good options right now. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, Ariza, he's been Okay. With the Suns, he hasn't really been playing like he like we're used to him playing. It might be age, like you mentioned, it, that might be it. Or it just might be that he's playing with the Suns, who's like a team that's ha- right now not really winning. They're just trying to b- rebuild. But Ariza is really good defensively.
1: And yes. so maybe
0: that might be what makes them go for the trade. If it's not for Wayne, Wayne Ellington or Terrence Ross, they might just have to go for Ariza because he's so good on defense. And something that Luke Walton has been pushing for the Lakers is defense. So, you're right. It can go either way. Who do you think has the biggest chance for the Lakers? Or what trade do you see, like, going to happen for sure?
1: I honestly, now talking about it, I feel like Ariza would definitely be better. Because like I just mentioned, you know, the Lakers are really lacking on defense. They can't keep any teams under, like, 100 points, you know. (laughs) So, it's kind of like they're playing catch-up. And now Tyson Chandler bought like, of course, a lot of defense, like way more um, than I think I even expected, but they still need that extra little piece. Somebody to kind of like, you know, bring a spark to the floor defensively, you know, get turnovers, you know, you know, force stops, that kind of thing. So yes, if they, if they want to get like a three point shooter, that would be a good idea, but it's kind of like. If if you get somebody like Wayne Ellington, then he better play good defense too because, mm-hmm. you know, you can shoot all you want, but defense <laughs> wins games. Exactly, know? yes. So, yeah.
0: No, yeah, I'm with you, I'm with you. Another LA team who is not in trade talks, but they're very serious contenders for this upcoming free agency.
1: Yeah, Um. the Clippers, you know, this whole season, people have just been focusing on, they don't have a real star, they don't have like a legitimate face, they don't have a franchise player, et cetera, et cetera. And for the most part, in the beginning of the season, they were really proving people wrong at the fact that they don't really need a star player, but now it's been, a they've been lagging a little bit and it kind of mm-hmm. makes me wonder, do they actually do need a star player? You know, that one person in the locker room that kind of like, um, not runs the show, but, like, at least pushes them a little harder because they mm-hmm. kind of have bits and pieces, but I feel like there's nobody in that locker room who has stepped up fully, like, emotionally and physically. Like, you have somebody like Tobias Harris who's, you know, yeah. leading almost every game, but is he, like, very aggressive in the in the locker room like a LeBron James or, like, you know, a Steph Curry that kind of has that attitude? So now, mm-hmm. obviously, they're looking right next door to KD, or they're looking across the board to Kawhi Leonard, which are both powerful players. Now I don't know if they're going to bring the emotion that the Clippers need, um, because every team needs that kind of like emotional forwarding. But um, to have somebody like Kevin Durant or Kawhi Leonard, I think would definitely still inspire the other players um, to win more games. Yeah, for sure. They the Clippers
0: round of applause for them because they came into this season with not my not- much expectations and they're still able to have a terrific start, but I think you're right. They do need, if not one superstar, they need two, because mm-hmm. right now they have a good core, but they do need someone like a Katie or a Kawhi to come and take over when it's needed, and that's what they've been lacking so far. Yeah. Do you think that they're gonna get either one or both or none?
1: Um, I would think they get at least one. Now um, now that there's so many trade rumors going on, though, and Kawhi is obviously looking at multiple teams, and you have Kevin Durant like talking positively about the Sacramento Kings now, which is like, yeah. Whoa, where, where did that come from, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Um, nobody's really looking at the Kings, even though they are doing much better um, than they mm-hmm. usually do. Um, I think they're above 500 now, um, and oh, yeah. the Suns are sitting last in in, on that side (laughs) of the country um and when I say last I mean very very last so (laughs) um, but for Kevin Durant to kind of speak highly of the Kings it's kind of like okay do the Clippers have a chance now and it's like you know I feel like maybe the front office is not digging into the fact that they really 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 want these players because you haven't really heard them talking much about the Clippers. And even I I think um one of the Warriors players had talked down on the Clippers against a game that they had and was like, oh they can't guard me. I'm I'm pretty sure it was Clay Thompson. Um, oh, wow. um wow. that was like, you know, no they can't guard me. And um I believe Patrick Beverly came back and was like, but we played defense and you know we shut you down kind of thing. <laughs> um, so it's kind of like the Clippers are in this weird limbo where it's like they have this good surrounding these, pl- these players, but they don't have anybody in the middle of them to kind of be like, yeah, we are the Clippers. Like you're going to respect this kind of thing. So yeah,
0: yeah, I agree with you. I think that's why the Clippers have been making so many moves because they want to set themselves up for free agency. So mm-hmm. according to Brian Winshert from um, ESPN, he said that the Clippers have been sending recruits and executives to watch both Kawhi and um, Kevin Durant play. Mm-hmm. So so they're trying. They've also made front office moves. So last year, they hired Jerry West. So yeah. he's known, you know, for being the one who orchestrated the Kobe Bryant and Shaq trade. And then they also hired um, journalist Lee Jenkins, whose role is not very clear what he does with the Clippers but who he is very respected among players and can create a narrative maybe for future pitches. So mm-hmm. I think the Clippers are just trying really hard to get themselves through the door because not many players have been say, have been trying to pick up a meeting or a pitch from the Clippers. Yeah. So I think they're trying to say, look, well, this is what we have. We like you, and this is our players. All we're missing is one star. Do so I personally think that they're going to get anybody I think it's either you get both or you get none just because I don't think Katie's gonna come and play if he doesn't see another teammate who he can vibe off of and play with and if Kawhi doesn't commit to the Clippers I don't think Kevin Durant's gonna commit to the Clippers and Kawhi I feel that way he's not gonna he's not gonna commit to the Clippers if the Raptors do good and they are doing good without him. So I just feel like there's too many what ifs and withouts and it just has it has to have, it happen for the Clippers.
1: Yeah. I don't know. And I, I honestly <laughs> think the, like Kawhi is just he's comfortable where he is right now and the Raptors mm-hmm. are sitting top like of the NBA and like in power rankings.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: and it's kinda like him being a part of that team has helped them get there, even though obviously he's been hurt and sitting out, etc. But yeah. like he has definitely changed, I would think, the energy in within that team. Um, and like you said, uh, Kevin Durant, you know, knowing that there's not like, I guess, a mini superstar already on the team, it's kind of like um, players feel that pressure too. Like, yeah. do they want to go to a team and know that they are going to be expected to be the star, you know, when they yeah. they don't have like you know, like a a Kyrie Irving or like a Klay Thompson, and then you put like a Steph Curry or you put like a LeBron James next to them, and they're, they're kind of like a duo. They lead together, and when somebody mm-hmm. else is sitting out, you know, they can kind of like still run the floor. Um, now, obviously, you still have players like Tobias Harris and you have Patrick Beverly and you have Lou Williams, who's out, but it's kind of like they've... Other players in the league haven't seen how they play next to superstars for long periods mm-hmm. of time. Because obviously the Clippers were always Blake Griffin and um, Chris Paul all the time. Yeah. And then when they left, it was kind of like they picked up these these other players that were kind of nobodies, but they mm-hmm. like made it work. Um, so now it's just kind of like, how do you make this look super appealing? Besides money, you know, pressure is definitely a big thing when you're playing. Yeah. A professional sport so it's kind of like yeah they're sending all these big names and even like people who like high executives like Lawrence Frank to to games they sent him to a Toronto game but it's just Mm -hmm. like yeah you're you're out here stalking them but it's kind of like maybe maybe they should go for like a smaller like a smaller superstar rather Mm -hmm. than going straight for the top so I mean
0: they're shooting very high we'll see how it goes I just can't imagine KD coming and not having help just because that's always been his his role he's always you no know, KC he was helped by Westbrook now in the Warriors he was helped by you know Curry Thompson and Iguodala so I can't imagine coming here to the Clippers and wanting to win with that team that it's already set without Kawhi it's going to be a hard pill to swallow and I even mm-hmm. I feel like I want to give the Clippers props because they are trying really hard but I just do not see it happening for them right now I
1: yeah don't. I, I, don't, I don't I don't think so either the more I talk about it I just feel like um with all the other options out there uh for these higher end players mm-hmm. m- maybe they should shoot for um somebody lower but I'm not sure if anybody is going to be available before you know these other bigger teams that have superstars start to snatch people up like the Lakers or even um the Kings now (laughs) yeah the
0: I honestly the Kings and the Knicks because of what Katie said about LeBron James and playing alongside him it's not looking (laughs) like he wants to come to the Lakers
1: yeah, no. <laughs> That's definitely not yeah. the thing. I think a lot yeah. of people are definitely intimidated um uh, uh about LeBron James and you know the pressure he brings. You know, Katie's not the only person that feels that way. And oh, I feel my. like um LeBron right now, he definitely has like he has good pieces but maybe the Clippers should kind of look at what the Lakers are doing, like picking up like younger players or random like older vets, you know, mm-hmm. and then kind of like bring other bigger names to the team. But um, I think the Lakers are almost comfortable. Um, I, everybody knew this was going to be a building year for them. So it's mm-hmm. like they're. And uh, there's gonna be a lot of change before they become what they need to become to win like multiple championships. So I guess the Suns are the only ones not really getting um, a harsh look at to the um, the trade world because they are, I believe and 24 right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like who really wants to go there? <laughs> but um, <laughs> yes. and now they're having this whole drama with trying to move, you know, um, their their arena and their owner is like getting chewed out by old ladies and city council. Wow. And you know, so but the the one person that they were looking at was uh Shagilius Alexander Um, Mm -hmm. maybe snatching him up from the Clippers, but because of the negative, like, aura around the Suns now, that's probably not going to happen. I don't think the Suns are really going to be able to grasp anybody of relevance with the turmoil that they literally put themselves in days before trade deadlines or trade Mm -hmm. beginnings. So...
0: Yeah, the Suns' front office has just been terrible. And I think it specifically has to do with their owner messing with management. So a while back, the Suns had the number one pick in the 2018 NBA draft, the one that just happened, and they picked DeAndre Aiden, which is a good choice. He's a real solid player. No complaints from me. But in retrospect, What the Suns really needed was um, a guard, so someone to aid Devin Booker. And now we know that the Suns had made the choice of choosing Alexander as their number one pick. But owner Robert Sarver, he intervened and overruled that pick. And it's not that I'm mad because they ended up getting Aiden and he's such a great player. But it just doesn't look right that Sarver is stepping over some boundaries, and it's really not coming up with great results. The Suns are the worst in the Western Conference. And I think Phoenix fans are tired of it.
1: Um, He's had a bad, like, just a bad streak with the Suns so far. Mm-hmm. And just mm-hmm. recently, within this past week, you know, he's definitely been um, attracting some attention to himself because he – threatened to move the Suns um, oh. if, if the city didn't give them money to renovate their current arena. And then a woman who's going viral um, basically told the city council that she can't believe that they would even consider giving this man money after all of the years he's been there and the team is still not good and he can't pick up any players to stay around long enough and etc.
0: Yeah, the environment that the Suns owner has created could really hurt the Suns and any potential trade moves that are yet to come because the trade opens up officially December 15th. So tomorrow. Um, And while we touched on most of the teams on our list, there is still a lot more fast, a lot to talk about. So we hope you can tune in
1: to our next episode. Thank you guys for listening and we hope to hear from you next time on West Coast Mix and Bounce.